0: Well, welcome back, everyone, to week three of our I Believe in Love book study. We are incredibly blessed to have you joining us for what the author says is the most important conference of the whole book.
1: Unshakable confidence.
0: Unshakable confidence. So it seems like he probably had some unshakable confidence in making in a his, statement in his writing. like that. that yeah. This is the most important chapter. Yeah. So, Kara, why do you think it's the most important chapter?
1: I think it's very similar to the last chapter, obviously, because that one was also about confidence, humble Mm -hmm. confidence, um, and unshakable confidence. I think before you can really get any further in the book and any further walking with St. Therese, you have to understand, one, confidence, but everything that he's talking about in this chapter and the previous chapter is relating to the balance of humility Mm -hmm. and confidence. And even in unshakable confidence, it's still really emphasizing our littleness. And I think, so I think before you can get any further or before, you know, if God's calling you to some form of transformation and holiness right now, you can't really do anything with that until we really evaluate and allow God to move us to humility and to trust in him more.
0: Right. It, it, It sounds wild to think of part of that confidence we're supposed to have is in loving our wretchedness and our mm-hmm. and our faults mm-hmm. and recognizing that those actually give glory to god yeah. in a way
1: Well and it says like we don't love our wretchedness for wretchedness sake we love it for the consequence that it brings and that's a greater mercy From the Lord, which was Therese's prayer. Yes. You know, for a wretched soul worse than mine, like come greater mercy. Amen. So we don't love it for its own sake, but we rejoice in our wretchedness because God loves us. Yeah. And he he gives us mercy. Right.
0: We love St. Therese, obviously. Yeah. How encouraging is that, that she says, those that are worse than me, Mm -hmm. like the, the promise of even greater grace.
1: Yeah, I know. And in this chapter, that was one of the things that stood out to me when she wrote the letter um, to her sister and the response was um, this is not for me mm. you know I am I am not good enough for this essentially this is not for me right. and yet like Teresa's response is so beautiful and mm. so loving yeah. Um, but yeah like you know greater mercy to a soul more wretched than I it's like when we read about Trez, it's like oh that's me for sure <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like aren't we yeah. all more wretched than Teresa? Yeah. she yeah. was beautiful but like how often do we have that thought of Yeah, this isn't for me. Right. And maybe you've had that in reading this book. You're like, wow, she's so holy. Right. That can't be me.
0: I I definitely felt that reading Story of a Soul. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I I feel like I read Story of a Soul and reread it and like all in a short period of time. And then I was constantly listening to it Mm -hmm. as well, the audiobook of it. And there were, like, in the beginning, I felt like that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was almost tempted to fall into that St. Therese isn't a relatable trap.
1: Because she's so holy or why? Yeah, yeah. I think
0: so. Like, yeah. it, it, like seeing my own faults, I think I did what he says not to do. Right. Of seeing myself wrongly as so less than, mm-hmm. it seemed impossible. Mm-hmm. But the more time you spend with St. Therese, it's like, oh, wait, this is possible. Right. God does love me that much. And there is that moment. Like he calls, I feel like you have the first three chapters converging in this. I mean, all in one in this in that statement, the book's called I Believe in Love. <laughs> and that's actually where he, he makes the point that unshakable confidence is the linchpin of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He talks about Jesus being asleep in the boat. He goes back there again yeah. and needing to say, you know, I, I know you're asleep, but I know you're with me. You are in my heart. I do not feel it, but I know it. I believe in your love for me, and I believe in my love for you. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that's kind of a moment I had in my journey with Saint Therese, where I had to come to that place where, like he asked in the first chapter, "Do you know that you're a joy for Jesus?" Mm-hmm. Like I, I had to come to a place, and I think, Carol, we've talked about it in our last discussion about right now feels like he he's asleep. Yeah, for for both of us, right. this kind of a journey where. In the spiritual life, mm-hmm. right? It kind of feels like that. Well, can we say with confidence, I believe in your love for me? Yeah, but I think you need that same confidence to be able to say, I believe in my love for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think that was kind of the where I was at that moment, and I feel like the Lord's kind of bringing me back there again. Yeah, where I have to answer that question again.
1: Yeah, this might be a little bit off topic, but it relates to the asleep in the boat because I. I really relate to that. And I think it stands out in my own spiritual life, but also sometimes in how I see other people. Um, So I don't know if this pertains to anybody, but oftentimes, and I just caught myself the other night, I was praying for somebody in my life and just for their faith and, you know, that they could grow in their faith, be stronger. And then I kind of caught myself, or maybe it was the Lord kind of challenging me a little bit. Um, And it was like, maybe that person is just letting God sleep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was like I saw on the outside, maybe they're they they don't have as strong of a faith, and really he was like, no, they're just comfortable and they trust me. So I'm asleep, and it was you know what oh, I mean. Wow. So it was kind of like a, a really humbling moment because right. I, there I was, like you know, oh they're they're not as strong in their faith as me, right? And God's like. No, they're stronger than you because they're letting me sleep, and they trust in that. Right, and so that's super off-topic from the book, but it kind of was a challenge to me. So maybe that can be a challenge to other people. Right, that, what's that scripture passage? Don't look at the the speck in another before you see the right. log in exactly. your own eye. Yeah, um, and I feel like that could be the case. Like so often, the way we, the way our spirituality works might not be how in others works. And so sometimes right. just trust that the Lord is doing something in them, even if they have a dry spiritual life, or even if they're asleep, like he's still moving, he's right. still doing something. Yeah.
0: I think that's one thing I, for those that don't know, I'm a convert, obviously, you know that. And our regular listeners do, but I think that's one thing I've come to really appreciate about the Catholic faith mm-hmm. is that coming from the Protestant circles I came from, where there was a strong emphasis on, Wesleyan holiness is what it's called. That Mm -hmm. basically means you don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't cuss. Mm -hmm. You don't watch R-rated movies. You probably don't watch PG-13 movies.
1: More of the outward signs. All
0: the outward things. You know, you don't, you might not drink coffee. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine me not drinking coffee? No, I have a coffee sitting (laughs) right next to me.
1: Filled with sugar, but it's next to me.
0: Um, It's a coffee milkshake. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's all all these external things. And, you know, when I was a Protestant, I did those things very well, mm-hmm. you know.
1: All in—that's the all inness yeah, of you. <laughs> yeah,
0: but what I what I started to realize is that is the the priority in that what other people think, or is the priority in my love for God. Mm-hmm. That's the reason I don't do it. So when I when I came into the Catholic Church and saw a friar smoking a cigar on a bench, right. and beers in the fridge at the Catholic place I worked, <laughs> you know, it was almost like it felt weird to me, but you can appreciate, like, where's the heart? Where's the heart leading? Yeah. And so what you said reminds me of of what he warns about on page 58. There is a double danger in the method which diminishes the role of confidence mm-hmm. and stresses the role of personal effort, subjected to numerous self-examinations. If we are successful, there is the danger of pride, attributing to ourselves what is r- in reality the work of grace. On the other hand, if we see no signs of progress— Nine times out of 10, we fall into wretched, sterile discouragement. Mm-hmm. And I see that a lot in myself. Yeah. You know, still, I, I think becoming Catholic kind of helped with that. But I still see that, like, you're if you don't like the smells and bells, you're not a good Catholic. Right. You know, if you don't know how to pray the Hail Mary uh, in Latin, you're not a good Catholic. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm not saying I think that. Right. But I think those kind of attitudes can prevail.
1: Right. And you maybe like were succumbing to feeling like other people thought that about you.
0: Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You mean, being fresh convert working in Catholic ministry, I think there were even times that I felt like that where I had to prove myself Mm -hmm. worthy to be Catholic. Right. You know, and there's a danger in that. Yeah. Of, you know, the only one I'm out to please and the approval of is actually God himself. Yeah. Who knows my heart and knows my intention. Yeah. But I think a lot of us do this in our spiritual lives where if we don't measure up to where we think we need to be as a Catholic, Mm -hmm. we're somehow a failure. Social media does that to us, Kara. Oh, for sure.
1: (laughs) For sure. That was one of the parts that stood out to me too, um, was page 58 and 59 where um, exactly what you just read. It says some people can argue that um, confidence has a danger of presumption, but Mm -hmm. I would say that the danger is, you know, your own... Relying on your own efforts, right? And then you fall into thinking, "I'm the one who did it," as opposed to grace is the thing that did it within me. Exactly. Um, I relate a lot to that, and I think that's one of the themes in this particular chapter that stood out to me was first pointing out that that can be our tendency. And I this was like such a foreign concept to me was having confidence in the Lord that He is going to do it. it I think mm-hmm. you know those those scripture passes passages ask and you will receive seek and you will find knock knocking right. the door will be opened and then I think it was the last chapter that said why don't we ever quote the more right. aggressive one yeah. that's like no he believe he's already given it to you right
0: and you shall have them and
1: you shall have Mark it
0: 11 24 yes and yep.
1: I I think this whole concept of confidence was very foreign to me before reading this book and now mm. obviously rereading it for um the fourth umpteenth time yeah um just the idea that you know, he does that and he he wants to give you all mm-hmm. that you ask for. And because I very much am like a pull myself up by my bootstraps, I'm going to do it myself right. kind of person. And so I really love, love that element of you can't do this by yourself. It is grace. And so part of this chapter talks about, you know, our wretchedness right. and allowing ourselves to I don't know if I'd say be seen as wretched, but what if we are? Who cares? Right, yeah. What if we are seen yeah. as wretched? But allow ourselves to see our own wretchedness, I suppose, and be okay with that because mm-hmm. it means that God has to come in and do that. There was a part in the book that says, um, it, it's talking about when God sees what we can do or what we can't do, it literally says, now you know what my limits are so that you can make up for those. Right. So like, if God knows my wretchedness right. and my sinful ways, he knows what I am capable of, and on the better front, what I'm not capable of. So, hey, God, you have to be
0: doing that part, because <laughs> yeah. I can't do yeah. that part. When I'm weak, Exactly. then I am strong. Exactly. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yep. It's yeah.
1: That's basically this chapter, is how to find the strength in our weakness. Right, yeah. yeah.
0: And it begins with exactly that, like Paul. Paul's mm-hmm. lamenting of... How unfit and unqualified mm-hmm. of the ministry to do the ministry yeah, that he he's, is. He's
1: the chief sinner.
0: Of of course we're undeserving of the call. Mm-hmm. And yet the Lord still calls us. Right. It's beautiful.
1: It is beautiful. I think one of the one of the things that I loved about this chapter, and I think it's actually kind of a thread throughout the the entire mm-hmm. book, but this chapter had several places where it related to a child and i think it's a really big challenge for so many of us like how often do we hear the lord is father we how often do we pray the our father mm-hmm. all the time right all the time but when do we ever really just sit and contemplate what that means to to view god as a parent right and i think this particular chapter did such a good job of relating us as his children and what that actually looks like and it does it in the context of our wretchedness and of our sin right because it's all about his mercy and like the mercy of a parent and it says it's multiple places but i'm the three that stood out to me i don't have the pages in front of me but it talks about how God is more eager to forgive than a mother is to save her child from a fire. Beautiful, yeah. Yeah. And as a mother, I'm like, no way, because I'd be running (laughs) into those flames. You would too. I would. (laughs) Mama bear over (laughs) every possible obstacle. And so that was really beautiful imagery. As a mother, I'm like, he's more eager to just forgive me than I mm. am to actually, like, go save a life, a life that I created. I think that's so beautiful. And then it says, uh, you know, a child who doesn't know how to walk isn't surprised when it stumbles and falls. Right. Obviously. That's, mm. like, that's such an obvious concept, of course. They're excited that they walked. They're not surprised that they fell. And so goes the same for us. Like, you know, should we really be surprised that we sinned again?
0: Right. Right. Yeah. We
1: don't know any better yet. Right. We're striving to grow in holiness. We're trying to, you know, be receptive and open to all of the graces that the Lord gives us. But we may not be at that place. Are we really surprised by our own wretchedness? Right. Yeah. And like that's a, that's kind of the idea of like, you know, rejoice in your wretchedness, not because you sin, not for wretchedness' own sake. Right. But because then he gets to run to you and forgive you and be merciful. And then the other one was very similar to the boat, where it's talking about your dry faith. And it mm-hmm. says, Doesn't a parent rejoice in their sleeping child? Yes. As I'm yeah. holding yeah. as I'm holding my You are literally holding yeah, a sleeping child. I'm literally holding our my third child um, who's sleeping in my arms and like she's adorable. And I rejoice in her and she's doing absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. So when our faith is is dry, um, when we fall asleep while we're praying or whatever. Right. You know, don't get so down
0: on yourself
1: because he still rejoices in you as his child.
0: You are a joy for Jesus. Yes,
1: actually. Yeah. And actually seeing yourself as a joy and because you're his child, right. you know, really reflecting on that relationship of child to father.
0: And that's the I believe in love we're talking about in this book. That's mm-hmm. why it's called that. Yeah. I believe in your love for me and I believe in my love for you. Mm-hmm. It's that confidence. There it goes again. Yeah. Back to that confidence. But you're right. God's greatest pleasure is to pardon us. It's right there at the beginning of the chapter. Yeah, it reminds me of the words uh, from the "I Thirst" reflection from Mother Teresa. Mm-hmm. When, when you give me your sins, you give me the joy of being your savior. Mm-hmm. How beautiful is that? Mm-hmm. It's just there's an exchange there, you know, yeah. of receiving that grace. Something that stands out to me in what you were saying, and I think you have a chain of saints that echo the same thoughts and you see it coming through in your point and what he says in the book, but like each fall mm-hmm. actually being a rung in the ladder of becoming a saint.
1: Yes. We learn from our faults.
0: Yeah. It, so long as we get back up with a stubborn boldness mm-hmm. and, 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 there is, in a sense, that's the right perspective on pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Right. It's by your grace, I'm going to do it. Right. Pick and,
1: yourself up when you sin and
0: when you right. fall. Yeah. And it's Because our weakness, our faults actually attract his love and mercy. Mm-hmm. You know, just like a good parent. Right. When your child falls.
1: Well, yeah. When they're crying, when you, they're sad. You
0: pick them up. Right. Yes. You,
1: you don't even just pick, pick them up. You sprint to them. Yes. And yeah. like you sit on the floor while you hug and cradle them. Yeah. Yeah, very beautiful image. I think
0: so. I think it's important that we think about it that way. That with every fall, we're actually falling up on mm-hmm. our way to sainthood. Mm-hmm. And I think that's beautiful. Yeah, to to think about, and I think joy of a loving Father is right there at the heart of that. Yeah, you know, God's not looking back, saying, "Gosh, you, you know. messed up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> again." Mm-hmm. You know, He just doesn't say those things mm-hmm. to us.
1: Yeah. One of the things this o- has always stood out to me. Uh, I love how it goes through multiple popes and their perception of Therese, mm-hmm. uh, and it like you know the entire world should receive her teaching. And there's one that always stands out to me. It's Pope Benedict the Fifteenth when he says uh, she's not nourished by scholarly studies, but she has found the surest way to salvation. Yeah. And what I find very fascinating is it doesn't mean that she was uneducated. She's not nourished by scholarly studies. If you read Story of a Soul, she talks about all of the saint readings. She talks about school, Mm -hmm. her tutors, her Mm -hmm. sisters and her parents and what they teach her. Like she was a very educated young woman. So when it says she's not nourished by scholarly studies, I guess how I read that was that doesn't mean she's uneducated. It means the studies are not what fed her. It was the love of God and her relationship with him. And I think earlier in this particular chapter, it talks about how she allowed the Holy Spirit to have a role in her life that was similar to that of a spiritual director. Right. Can you imagine that? Having the Holy Spirit as your spiritual spiritual director. director. (laughs) Yeah. Who's your director? Oh, the Holy Spirit. Spirit, Let me just flex for a second. (laughs)
0: It's hard to top. Yeah, right?
1: (laughs) But that's kind of how i viewed that she's not nourished by studies she's nourished by literally by the holy spirit and Mm -hmm. that is how she found the surest way to salvation was that very very personal relationship to god himself so i found that so beautiful and the fact that you know so many of the leaders of our church saw that in her as a cloistered sister they saw that beauty and they want to bring that to us yeah um, and and we get to have it in this book.
0: Yeah, similarly, I love the imagery John the twenty third uses. Mm-hmm. He said, "Her spirituality brings us safe to shore." Yeah, and again, you have that boat the imagery. Boat, mm-hmm. Like Jesus said, "Let's go to the other side." Mm-hmm. How, how we do? How do we get to the other side when you're asleep in the boat, right. Jesus?
1: <laughs> Maybe by Therese. <laughs> the little way. Yeah,
0: that's how we make it to the other side. So I don't know. I just that's that confidence. Yeah, that simplicity, that humility, mm-hmm. so beautiful. <laughs> And of course, I love the prayer, you know, along the same lines of that confidence, Lord, make up for what I've done badly.
1: Yep. I, I literally highlighted that part and wrote next to it, prayer. Yeah. Like that should yeah. be a prayer for Always. us. Yes. Yeah.
0: We, we can't talk about this chapter without touching on that. Mm-hmm. Lord, you know, I, I see so many mistakes in my life, even this morning, Kara, yeah. you know, we weren't sure if we were going to get to record this segment today mm-hmm. because uh, kids do kid things and you Explain know, the kid thing, because yeah. they need to understand <laughs> yeah, the gravity okay. of it. So uh, one of the kids decided to uh, put a towel, for whatever reason, in the shower, mm-hmm. and took a shower, and of course, towels prevent the water from draining. Yeah. And so it overflowed, mm-hmm. and all of two inches of standing water ish on leaked. the bathroom floor leaked through to the ceiling, you know, below through the it. ceiling mm-hmm. below into the bathroom down below it, and yeah, and into the kitchen. It was it was quite the ordeal, you know. And I found myself getting very, very angry and frustrated about this because right. I'm not. It's not just the fact that why did you do that, mm-hmm. but also. I'm thinking the expense that I don't have time to fix this Mm -hmm. and the damage and why Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and you know moments like that it's hard to be charitable. For sure. And I found myself pretty quickly mindful of my faults and my failings Mm -hmm. and feeling like, What a terrible father I am, Lord. You know, I'm not showing this love and mercy. Mm -hmm. I'm sure in my own walk and journey, my own life. I make mistakes that are literally just like this in mm-hmm. the spiritual life, Father, and yet you're merciful to me. Why can't I show that same kind of mercy? Right. You know, why so I, I just found myself struggling with that, my my faults mm-hmm. just right before we started recording like, this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's kind of a good point though. Like how often are we like God, how are you not just exasperated at like all of the things that I do? You, you know, your reaction of walking in and being like, what are you doing? It's like, wouldn't we think God over and over, because we continue to do it, would be like that to us? Like, right. what are you doing? But right. he doesn't. Yeah. And that's what we're supposed to model. Yeah. And so making up for the things that we do poorly yeah. is our prayer.
0: His socks are wet and soppy. Yeah. <laughs> You know, from the mess, and there's nothing more annoying than wet socks. Oh, yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and the water's pouring down, and over the light fixture, the yeah. light fixture is filling with water. <laughs> and the and the Lord somehow, yeah, is I'm he's still like, a joy for him. Yeah,
1: he's like, it's okay, it's
0: okay, it's it's okay. I I I don't know. That's just one thing going going into this recording that mm-hmm. I was just trying to keep in balance, like Lord. I know this is true for me, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lord, make up for what I've done badly. Yeah. Including my response to my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Lord, redeem what I've done poorly. Yeah. Um, make a greater good than if I had never done, never done the evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, I think in that situation, some frustration is understandable, probably, mm-hmm. but still. Yeah. I think that's, there's an analogy for the spiritual life in there as well. There is. And you know? I think
1: it's a beautiful prayer to say, not just in the ways that we mess up towards other people, but how we mess up towards God and even within ourselves. Like how we mess up towards God is in our, our sin Um and obviously how we mess up towards others is like, you know, yeah, losing our patience or that happens, you know, that never happens to me. <laughs> I, I only have so many moments where I reference my lack of patience. And you're humble. I'm very humble and <laughs> confident. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but the ways that we, we mess up towards other people, but obviously even towards ourselves, Lord, make up for the ways that, that I have messed up. And I think that goes even towards our own spiritual life and having the confidence that he will make up for those things. He will redeem those things in ourselves and in our own souls. So I think that's a really beautiful prayer to be able to have right. that level of confidence to say that. Not even yeah. just make up for the things that I have done badly, but trusting you have already made up for those things and trusting that he, yeah. he has. Yeah.
0: That's Mark eleven twenty four That's a good point, Kara. Yeah. Like yeah. When whatsoever things you pray, believe you receive and you shall. Mm-hmm. Like already. He's already done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow just blew my mind, Kara. Yeah, good. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing that really stood out to me in this, and and we're kind of, we're leaning that direction, we just haven't said it explicitly, but the more we advance in the way of perfection, the further we believe we are from that. Yes. The more mindful we are of...
1: Say it again, because I think it's worthy of them meditating on that.
0: So he's appealing to St. Francis de Sales, I believe, in this section, but... Um, the more we advance in the way of perfection, the further we believe ourselves from the goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And that's the humility. Part.
0: That is the humility. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And I don't want to get on a soapbox and I don't want to offend anybody. That's, But that's part of the struggle I have with that. And I talked about last time the phrase, be a better version of yourself. Mm-hmm. I've been me.
1: Right.
0: And me, myself, falls short. Mm-hmm. M- me... Is inclined towards sin, you know. Who I want to be is more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. I want to say with Saint Patrick, "Christ in the every every eye that sees me, Christ in the ear of everyone that hears me, Christ in the mind of everyone that thinks of me, right. Christ in on the lips of everyone who speaks of me." He must increase, I must decrease. Mm-hmm. That's what I want, and, and the more I pursue that the further I, yeah. I realize I am
1: well that's ultimately too was was Therese I think it was the last chapter when she said if the Sun were to take its rays away from me I would be darkness so she already sees herself as without God without grace she is so far away from the goal right and yeah. isn't that so true for all of us without right. grace we are we cannot be anywhere close no. <laughs> to <Right>. the goal <laughs>
0: yeah. Again, kind of building on that too, what he says about divine love being a consuming and transforming love, mm-hmm. the weaker we are. Yeah the better candidate we are for transforming, consuming love.
1: Yeah, that's on page 72. It says, therefore, the weaker we are, the more fit we are for the workings of such a love. And that really goes back to what I think is such a strong theme in this unshakable confidence. It really is allowing yourself to be weak, to be childlike in those analogies of a child. Um, I was just reading something today that was talking about children in that culture and I had never heard this before but he was saying that you know in that time people really valued their honor and they did not care if they if it meant throwing other families under the bus so sometimes they would use children as spies to basically like see the scandal of other people's lives and the other families to raise their own honor. So how people oh, wow. viewed children was like deceitful. They didn't want them around. They saw them as spies and they didn't have honor. So what mm. Jesus does in you know saying become like a child, he's really seeing who they truly are in their innocence, in their trust, in their reliance. Humility. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that's really kind of our, our challenge before we can get into the rest of this book is to have this humble confidence, this unshakable confidence, and that confidence is that of a child to their father.
0: Amen.